This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Today is Primary Tuesday, which involves voting for both the Democrat, Republican, and Libertarian parties here in the state of Alabama. Statewide political races will determine who will run as the party candidate for these particular political positions this coming November. This includes the race for governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, state auditor, state attorney general, the open Senate seat being vacated by Richard Shelby, as well as one position on the state Supreme Court. Congressional seats are also up for re-election in November. However, some of the current congressional members are not being challenged within their own party primary, but will face a party opponent this coming fall. County and local elections will be included on the ballots, and they will list the names that are specific to where the voter lives. If a voter needs to determine their congressional district and voting precinct, that can be found at the Secretary of State website, which is at sos.alabama.gov or alabamavotes.gov. A preliminary hearing has been set for the inmate who escaped a Lauderdale jail with one of the female corrections officer, Vicki White. Casey White will be in court this coming June 20th at the Lauderdale County Courthouse. This is the very same courthouse that Officer White claimed she was taking inmate White to for a supposed mental health appointment. There was no appointment. That is when the two Whites dumped the patrol car and took off in a getaway car that was later found in Tennessee. Authorities ultimately caught up with Casey White and Vicki White in another vehicle, which led to a police chase and then a wreck. Vicki White used her gun to end her life as police were approaching the wrecked vehicle. Inmate Casey White was taken into custody without resistance. Both of the both of the Whites were unrelated to each other. However, there was a relationship formed while the inmate was at the Lauderdale County Jail. Police in Gulf Shores had their hands full at the Hangout Music Festival that occurred this past weekend. There were a total of 133 arrests made during the musical event. Many of those arrests are related to drugs, public intoxication, criminal trespassing, and disorderly conduct. The city of Birmingham has unveiled its new transit authority ahead of the World Games that are coming to Birmingham this year. That's when thousands will arrive to take part in this international competition. The Ride the Line is the new transportation plan that includes new routes to sports venues and events. The shuttle system will be free to those who are attending the World Games and will run from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. when this event officially gets underway in July. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden is now indicating that the U.S. will get involved militarily when it comes to Taiwan and China. Biden is currently on a tour in Asia visiting allied countries such as Australia, South Korea, and Japan. He was asked a question by a reporter, and this is how he responded. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made. That's a commitment we made. We are not. Look, here's the situation. We agree with a one-China policy. We signed on to it, and all the attendant agreements made from there. But the idea that that it can be taken by force, just taken by force, is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region, and be another action similar to what happened in 
in uh, in Ukraine. And so it's a it's a burden that is even stronger. Unnamed officials from within the White House have now scrambled to issue a correction to that statement, saying that Biden did not create a military commitment from the U.S. They also said that Biden reiterated the one China policy and commitment to peace across the Taiwan Strait. Former White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany has now ripped into this latest comment from Biden, as well as to the reaction from the White House. McEnany worked under the Trump administration. She spoke on Fox News. It's always an unnamed anonymous White House official that cleans up the blunder. It's look, these gaffes are alarming. They're weird to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, They're disconcerting when it's the president. But when it's in the context of foreign policy, Harris, it takes on an entirely different set of alarm, thinking that you could set off an enemy, a foe, a world power. And in this case, with this Taiwan remark, who was it that cleaned it up? The White House official who declined to be unnamed. In the case of suggesting regime change in Russia, who was it that cleaned it up? The official line was within minutes, a White House official was telling reporters it was not the case. And Harris, it's not just these two. When he was in Warsaw, remember what he said about chemical weapons? If Putin uses chemical weapons, he said, quote, it will trigger a response in kind, somehow suggesting the United States would use chemical weapons. Troops in Ukraine, he told the 82nd Airborne, you're going to see when you're there. And then the minor incursion remark that Jen Psaki must have been dictating the cleanup statement in her office. I mean, the list goes on. This is foreign policy. You can provoke enemies. Also of interest during this recent Biden press conference is what Joe Biden admitted to in regards to the major hike in gas prices. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing when it's over will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels when this is over. Biden's comment is shedding more light on the lack of action coming from the White House when it comes to increasing domestic drilling, renewing gas leases for offshore drilling, or negotiating new trade deals with other nearby oil producing countries like Canada. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise of Louisiana reacted to Biden's statement saying that he said the quiet part out loud. Scalise says the Biden administration is causing Americans to have pain at the pump because it's all part of his radical agenda. Many other Republicans or Republican primary candidates have reacted to Biden's recent statement. Baby formula has arrived in the U.S. A military plane landed in Indiana with 78,000 pounds of specialty infant formula. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack was on the ground in that state to greet the delivery of this necessary food item for babies. Biden's White House dubbed the whole thing Operation Fly Formula. The shelves have been emptied out in the past few months, causing some parents to search desperately for ways to find the item and feed their baby. The Abbott Manufacturing Plant in Michigan is ready to resume the production of the baby formula that they make after being shut down since February due to contamination concerns. Texas Republican Congressman Michael Cloud is not impressed with this recent news. Cloud told Newsmax that the Biden administration announcing relief to the baby formula shortage is like an arsonist showing up to the fire he created, throwing water on it, and then asking for a medal for helping out. You know, here's the thing. We we have been the breadbasket of the world, and here we are, a laughingstock of the world now, having to import baby formula into the United States. And with supply chain breakdown, with any other administration, with competent leadership from the White House, 
the American people are ready to meet the needs of, of an economy that's struggling to come back. And, and so if we could loose the innovative hands of the American worker, we could see a lot of onshoring and manufacturing. We could see uh, the market thrive. Uh, but instead, we have the uh, leadership from this White House who would rather cede authority to cartels, would rather cede uh, our, our economy to nations that don't like us, whether it's energy or whether it's food production or all these different sort of things, uh, when, when really we, we need an America first agenda when it comes to our economy along with our national security. A Navy separation board votes three to zero to retain an officer who refused to comply with the military COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Navy Lieutenant Colonel Bill Mosley has been serving as an officer for 22 years when the demand was given that he get the jab. Mosley refused and applied for a religious accommodation request. He then took the issue to court when the Navy officials indicated that they would deny these religious exemptions across the board. Mosley said he felt obligated on behalf of the thousands of enlisted sailors to fight this mandate and unlawful order. His attorney successfully argued that the COVID-19 vaccine was not fully FDA approved and therefore considered experimental and as an experimental injection cannot be forced upon a military member. Mosley's case is one of the first officer cases to make it to the board for this decision. The attorney for Mosley says this recent ruling is encouraging for the thousands of other cases waiting to be considered for the very same issue. When it comes to health and autonomous decisions, former Archbishop Carlos Vagano was coming out strongly opposed to the amendment being considered at the World Health Organization's yearly conference, which got underway this past weekend. Vagano declares that the resolution to be voted on will transfer the sovereignty of health decisions of citizens here in the U.S. and other countries to a supranational body that is largely financed by pharmaceutical companies and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Vagano says that the technocrats at the WHO should not be given unilateral control over whether a country and its people should impose lockdowns or vaccine mandates or vaccine passports. Vagano also brought up Agenda 2030 in the New World Order. He's strongly opposed to that and said that the leaders who surrender their country's sovereign right in this area are committing high treason against their citizens. So far, only leaders in Russia and Brazil have refused to vote for this resolution. The Biden administration is all in favor of it. Another current archbishop is explaining why he refused to administer communion to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi in her home city. Archbishop Salvatore Cordelione oversees the San Francisco Archdiocese and recently spoke on a podcast called Behind the Story. But more recently, uh, with her uh, advocacy for uh, codifying uh, the Roe decision in federal law, uh, it's becoming more and more extreme and more and more aggressive. And I've I've been trying to speak with her about this. Um, so I've been... Uh, I've been debating this within my own conscience for many years, actually. Mm. So this is not something that's just come up recently. I've been uh, I've been discerning this. I've consulted with people whom I respect for their intelligence, their integrity, and their pastoral sensitivity, who would have different sort of perspectives on the situation to get their thinking on it. Uh, I've done a lot of prayer and fasting, so I've I've been uh, struggling with this for a long time. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. 
Be sure to check out the Alabama Unfiltered podcast with hosts Scott Beeson, Amy Beth Shaver, and Allison Sinclair as they discuss the political scorecard put out by the Alabama Policy Institute as it's discussed with API President Caleb Crosby. It's a couple of different things that, that you have such a stark difference for certain legislators from last year. One, you know, the grocery tax didn't come about. Mm-hmm. They, you know, if that would have been a vote, mm-hmm. I think that would have separated a lot of people. Right. If they would have put a school choice bill on the floor and either side would have gotten a vote for that, that would have waited. So right. none of the pro vote yes bills, very minimum, few of those actually got opportunity to vote, which you, I would have thought election year, a lot of these would that hurt. And so, and then the budget, you know, pieces were a big deal, especially with the supplemental. Mm-hmm. That's what tanked. And you know, that's, it wasn't that all the ones who performed poorly here have always voted against big ever-increasing budgets, because this is the third record-setting budget in right. a row. Um, it's just that they're, for whatever reason, I've had a lot of these conversations with legislators, they believe that this is being good stewards. That Spending they, every dime they can possibly get. Not well, giving it back to the people. Well, it's because they would say they're not taking more. They're just, they're, they haven't really raised taxes outside of gas, and we could argue some of these others, but they would say they hadn't voted on anything maybe outside of gas, which only goes to roads and bridges. <laughs> But that, that they got more because of their good stewardship. Oh, they've been they have been such they're being good rewarded. They're opposite like, day. <laughs> but this, this they're is, such good gardeners that they're wow. just they're just benefiting in the the but, blessings of yeah, how good they were. Because really? Republicans have been good stewards and had good policy, it's creating this surplus to where now they can now take these funds and and start solving real problems. Mm. Okay. Because okay. I think you, so you were worried about deficits, I think, the entire time you were there. Oh, we were right? always, it was always we were like, always where in the world behind. are we going right. to be able to pay for right. these expenses? Right. And, and how are we ever going to have a rainy day fund? And what happens when the budget's turned down? And, right. and they're spending it. I guess they probably haven't refunded all those emergency accounts either. Mm-mm. So no. with when they have a downturn, I can hear them already. You know, proration, proration. We're broke. We're broke. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it is absolutely yeah. coming. I, I told some other day in leadership we're meeting, he was talking about, well, we've socked this money away and we've socked this money away and we put this away. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, people are, I mean, they're hurting right now. Right. Everything's more expensive. This is their money, not yours to sock away. I said, what did you understand is when you leave office, I want that place broke. I, yes. I won't just like yes. no money's anywhere. Why, yeah. why are we trying to fatten government? We, who's our yes. potentially going to be our enemy at some point, if not already is, and reign tyranny. I want them broke. I don't want them having coffers. We full used to of talk money. all the time about starving the beast. The only way you can get the government to ever go back is you have to starve the beast. Absolutely. And and they're not starving the beast. They're just no. and and they won't be able to go backwards on anything. Correct. Yeah. So we got Department yeah. of Treasury. Transportation's apparently armed, and they're stockpiling piles of cash. I mean, that feels so good. Yeah, you can find more of that podcast at eighteen nineteen news dot com under the podcast tab. If you're enjoying the daily detail, feel free to copy a link on your phone and pass it on to a friend who you think would benefit from these daily reports. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again on Wednesday with primary election results. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.